There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Rodri, mistake. To the Harry Kane podcast. That's that's what it's going to be known as today. Um, and joining me is no other than the dream team, the N17 Live lads. It's Rob Daly and Ben Haynes. How are you doing? <laughs> Good mate. How are you? I mean, great after yesterday or Sunday, whenever it was. Uh, yeah, it's all it was a bit two of a days ago. Yeah, it's two days ago, Ben. You're losing your mind. Your time, it, it feels like time stood still a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Ever since Harry Kane scored. With the exception of that horrible period of, of what was it like seventy odd minutes of waiting for the full time whistle, it does feel like we've just been in this really lovely afterglow. Where's it? We're where you're just sort of soaking up every last bit of Harry Kane content. We're in year one of our Lord and Saviour Harry Kane. That's what it is now. It's the it's the, <laughs> the, the, the Kane calendar is what we're we're going yeah, by nowadays. A K after Kane. Yeah, there exactly. There you go. Um, but how, how how are you getting on, lads? Because I mean, the only uh, what I've got on my uh, on my running order here is Harry Kane, fucking hell, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. way I would say this is, it, it, look, this has been on the horizon for a while. Him breaking Jimmy Greaves's record, we've all known that that this was coming, um, barring some sort of awful kind of injury or something like that. But we, we knew this was coming. But it feels like. The, the the full gravity of it, and this might explain some of that blur. The full gravity of it, I I honestly I don't feel like I was fully prepared for, you know, because I've been just getting all the content in my veins, and like Rob, you and Clive Allen's split screen, you know, that's been the kind of the highlight for a lot of people this week, mm. and yeah. just kind of just seeing all that, seeing the emotion <laughs> of of this whole moment. Like I say, I just I feel totally unprepared for, it, even though I knew it was coming. I even feel quite choked up talking about it now. It's 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 pathetic. I mean, what was it? We'll, we'll start with you, Rob. I mean, like that that video. Come on, please, like give us give us some insight into that, mate, because it's you know it's the it's the anthem yeah. of Spurs Twitter right now. No, it's uh, it's it's been first of all use your pod as a vehicle to say thank you because I actually I, my Twitter's a mess. Like I I I I think I've had thousands of messages now. Like. Quote, tweet, tweet, the whole shebang. And, and I've only got Twitter. I just got an Instagram the other day. I've only got Twitter. I don't know what else. Is. So it's thank you, everybody, who sent me nice messages, first of all. I can't reply to everyone because it's like it pops up on other people's feeds. And it's annoying. But I am so grateful for all the nice messages. Bit of insight into the video itself. We didn't know that, that was being recorded. So they, we, 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 the, the club spoke about doing it for the North London derby. And... It was like you and Clive are working together for the first time. 
and I was a little hesitant about it because it's it's a it's like a bit of a, a distraction, it's interference. There's a camera already there because I, I do bits into the N17 show from the gantry. And then um and then the the game that's why that's why I'm being such like a silly buttons in the clip. Because I don't know there's a camera I didn't know they were recording. So I'm pointing and pumping my fists about and it's made me cringe first time I saw it, in a way, you know. <laughs> but but that's the honest to God truth. And then at the end of the game they said, Oh, we've clipped that up. And I was like, oh, no. And then I went down to the gallery, and everyone had lost their mind for it. And was like, we've got to put this out. And then I was like, Clive, what do you reckon? And he, he didn't mind at all. And then I, but I didn't know it. You know, you'd, you'd, you'd swear by the reaction that I won the ball off Rodri. <laughs> but, but it's like, but it's, it's, I'm so grateful. It's been nice. And um, I'm really glad that people felt I sort of did it. Justice. I loved seeing Clive doing the pogo hopping next year as the goal goes in. Like you just well, see exactly. his genuine excitement <laughs> of it all. It's amazing. Well, that, that's almost probably proof that we didn't know that that, that that was the plan. We didn't know. We were just authentically in it. And then probably that's probably worked out for the best. That, that it was just really how me and him were reacting was just... Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm also grateful that they went on and won the game, but especially for Harry in terms of... I was always worried that the goal, he'd score a goal break the record and it would be buried beneath a defeat or something like that you know there was always this plan especially for the home games that he would have this on-field ceremony thing and it couldn't have been you couldn't have unless it happened against Arsenal and supposed to beat an Arsenal blah 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 it couldn't have been better could it it was it was like a dream or something that's it I mean a lot of the talk a lot of the kind of the apprehension and the jokes about it have been kind of like, look, let's just give City six points. It's fine. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. after yeah. Kane broke the record, I thought, actually, you know what? Let's just, just forget about them for today. Like, this is, it, it, it was his day, you know? And like you say, Robbie, it would have been pretty kind of, it would have been a different kind of vibe, wouldn't it? Post game, if he, yeah, he'd broken the record, but we'd lost 3 1 to yeah. Man City, not, you know? Not quite side note, but it would have, it just, w it wouldn't have felt the same. It was all perfect. And, he was, you know, Ben and I spoke to him on N17 after, but you, you could just see he was so, like, giddy by his standards, just so happy, just, like, glowing with joy. And when he embraced Clive before we went on air, it was just so... You didn't see it on camera, but it was just so lovely. These two, like, iconic scorers for the club, just uh, Clive so happy for him and Harry so yeah, happy to see Clive. Yeah, he really was, wasn't he? It was nice, wasn't it, yeah. Because this yeah, is what I wanted to, to, uh, to ask you to, is that... Did he seem different? Did it seem... Because the thing with, with Harry Kane is, and this is partly what makes him so great, he's, he's, he, he is a man of few words and he does seem to be the guy that he's just like, great, I've done that, but I'm looking to the next game now. But do you think in this, in this little moment, in this instance, it, it seemed to really dawn on him what he'd actually achieved, right? I, I thought from his celebration, you could see that. I thought from his celebration that was it wasn't the same kind of like jump in the air, do the little fist pump, kisses, kiss his hand, and then onto the next. It was kind of like he was just taking it all in, which is yeah. so lovely. I mean, it was as Rob said afterwards when we chatted to him. He's usually, I mean, you know this, Jack, because you've done plenty of stuff with him in the, in the, in the past. He's he's a total pro. Yeah. He just and he's a he's a lovely guy. He's a total pro. He's everything you kind of want a footballer to be that plays for your club, but. This one was just a bit different. He just, like Rob said, he was just, he would, he, he sort of, he was just glowing. Like, he was just totally sort of euphoric. And it was just so nice as well. And do you know what's been really good this week or over the last 48 hours since it's happened? 
there's been so many random little tweets that have just struck a chord with me where it's been people saying like there's been maybe what i don't know 700 people with a premier league winner's medal you could probably name i don't know a third of them if 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 that but there's only been three players that have ever scored 200 premier league goals you know exactly who they are i'm just so glad that he's getting that that recognition and there's not these like weird asterisks by it do you know what i mean some people are trying but i think even that feels a bit forced doesn't it it does you know? yeah 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 but i thought it like i listening to your pod jack actually it, it was good on the way home like it football is about moments and like these reflective times where you can just like sort of bask in Kane's glory and not worry about all that other stuff that gets that gets lobbed at him. I mean he's just an unbelievable footballer and it was just absolutely magic. I think anyone who was there and even Spurs fans who couldn't be there and watch TV knew that that was just like a, a really special a really special day. And I I got the vibe off Kane. It, it, I think we've had we had him on a couple of times Ben. I know you've spoken to him more, but on, on the post-match, a couple of times maybe? I yeah, think we've, we've had him. Like he, he, yeah. he just seemed a bit lighter, and um, and that's what Ben's... I, I mean, I, I could compliment Ben, ben Haynes all day, but Ben is so comfortable with the players, and it's a safe space. It feels like that they they are opening up and saying stuff on the on our show that feels a bit different, and um, I felt Kane was, was like that the other day. The other... Can I I'll just do a tiny other bit of insight into it? What ha- happened? Because uh, we had, what do we have for ten minutes, Ben? Didn't we? we yeah, Harry. about ten so minutes. So he, he watched back his goal, and Calvin Phillips was stood off camera, just waiting for Harry. But Harry was taking ages. He was sort of ten minutes with us, but Calvin just waited there with like, and then just seemed to have such reverence for him when Kane went over and spoke to him. And you're like, oh yeah, he is the England captain. He is, you know, yeah, Phillips is that a team that might win the Premier League, but he's just like. Not in all, that but... That was kind of special, wasn't it? It was cool, wasn't it? Yeah, and, it was very cool. And, and, and also, just I, w- I don't want to sort of go too deep on what he said, but there was ju- the fact that Cam Phillips is playing for Man City, who, I mean, whatever's going on at the moment with them aside, he's playing for a club that have won a lot in the last few years. And yet, the way he was sort of like looking and looking up to and talking to Harry Kane and the way that Harry Kane was sort of talking to him as almost like a leader, kind of bigger brother, maybe almost father figure was just... You could see it, it was cool. It was really special. It was really quite like, oh my God. Like, I mean, we all think of him as this absolute, as Rob said on comms, one in a million sort of thing. But you really start to realise that other players think of him like that as well. It's not just us. It's not just the media. It's like his peers literally think he is ridiculous the boy, like, did, did, did you see when Haaland was signing for City he was he, I, I don't think it was him I think it was one of his old teammates said that everyone used to make fun of him because part of what made him great was he would study Harry like tapes of Harry Kane the way Harry Kane finishes oh, from different wow. angles and that they said I think the nickname or the, the way they used to make fun of Haaland I think, was it Mould was it, was it Mould yeah. yeah he was a Moulder, yeah I think it was there they said uh, oh have you been uh, have you been having it extra lessons with Professor Kane kind of thing. That's kind of <laughs> what they would say to him. Yeah, and I just thought that's, it's amazing. And I think, you know, I do, I do think in, in cause like you were saying there, Ben, like about him being this kind of focused pro that's, that's, that is what he is. And I, I do think that one of the things that kind of, it gets me a little bit right is when people are kind of like, 
oh, you know, I mean, Kane is, he's obviously, he's obviously a good player, but really what makes him what he is, is that he's this dedicated, focused professional that he works really hard at it and stuff. And it's like, I think actually probably it's a bit of both of those things. I'm sure he does work particularly hard, but there's always this, like, there's this, I don't know, there's just this rush to sort of say, well, he's not actually the most kind of gifted footballer. And it's kind of, to me, it's like, I don't think somebody is as, you know, somebody doesn't do what he's done. Because James Moore was talking about this on the uh, View from the Lane podcast the other day. He was just saying that the the inevitability of Kane just scoring every single week is starting to be a bit lost on all of us because he does it so often. And we kind of forget, you know, no disrespect to them, but, you know, Soldado, Adebayor, Vincent Janssen, so many of these players, these strikers we've seen down the years, Stefan Everson, Chris Armstrong, they're all good on their day, but nobody, nobody has had this kind of, this regularity, the amount of goals he scores, the type of goals he scores, because we're seeing all these compilations these past few days. You know, he scored against Leicester when he was lying on the floor, that that isn't yeah, just yeah. that's not just the yeah. mark of a player that kicks a few balls later than the rest of the team after training. You know, he's he is a gifted footballer, and I think I he he deserves it. You know, I just don't understand why the, it, it's. I imagine it's probably because Messi looks so effortless in everything that he does, so that we sort of treat that as the 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 bar or the barometer that it's like unless you're the goat, then. We, you, you can't be appreciated by the wider football consciousness but it, it should be totally celebrated I mean one of the things I was thinking about the other day is that because Harry Kane's done it only with Spurs like because he's got his record with Spurs and there's not this kind of like blurring of the lines it's almost like we've I, th- I think for the longest time you and I have spoken about this a lot Jack we almost feel like we have to go into bat for him yeah. Do you know what I mean? You almost have to go in and kind of like make the argument for him. But Especially in major competitions, doesn't it feel like that with England? Yeah. But you were you saying again to... the other day, Rob, was it like in terms of the Champions League, it's scored like four in five. Yeah, I mean, going into this record, season, yeah. 20 and 25 it scored. That's, that's, that's whole the record Champions of one League of the really. greatest players the Champions League's ever seen. Do you know what I mean? In terms of the actual strike rate, it, it, it's unbelievable that we sort of still have to make this consistent argument that someone who's not like he even as a kid i remember i, I remember watching him playing a game probably for Leighton Orient at, at underhill against barnet in a friendly and i remember watching him and thinking like wow this kid this kid can like strike a ball like he can absolutely leather a ball but he's not hugely mobile he's not unbelievably pleasing on the eye the level of work that he's put in to kind of like not only improve his strengths but then make himself incredibly agile like deceptively quick unbelievable off his weaker foot great in the air like we should be applauding that he's so powerful as well isn't he he's so powerful i actually can't imagine what it'd be like to try and mark him Uh, because what i on quickly on why this has to why this happens we're having to back kane or whatever i think it's in part because he wasn't a young phenom you know like he wasn't like uh like rooney so then when a player peaks at even t- t- 21 or 22 or steps up in such a dramatic way, it's like, well, he must have worked hard. And it's like, well, no, like, obviously, look at his goal-scoring record at youth level and with even with England under-21s, I think it was very, very healthy. He was in England under-21 for a time. But he's just developed differently. 
But I don't think it's all, it's all, it isn't because he's so instinctive. How can it all be, yeah, you can practice that shift and shot, you know, that thing he does where he gets it out of his feet and you can do that in training. But so much of what he does is just ridiculous intelligence. And, th and I watched back the, the City game from last year ahead of this one, the 3-2, and Kane was absurd. And like bullied the central defender second half, they put Rodri on him and he bullied Rodri. It was just like, yeah. Ridiculous, he's got it all, isn't he? Really, so anyway, he, he gave he gave the the city defence in this one a horrible time. I don't know if it came across on TV, but any time a ball got sort of pumped up to him, like I know a lot of people hate it, but he just does that thing where he just goes and leans into the defender, just make sure that, that they're very aware that he's about to either bring the ball down or win the header. And you can see, I know, I'm sure we'll get on to talking about about sort of Cootie Romero in a bit, but. You know how Kuti Romero put in that absolute reducer on Erling Haaland? Yeah, it's beautiful. He, I'm so <laughs> glad. I could never forget it. <laughs> I, I, I was it was I was so unnecessary, <laughs> but it was so, so beautiful. Perfection. Like, it literally, because I know when I was listening to your pod on the way home, Jack, as well, and I was so glad that you sort of you sort of brought up that point of him being like, "This is my kennel." It really felt like it really <laughs> yeah. it really felt like he was like, "Listen, I'm the bigger boy here, mate. You just need to pipe yeah. down." But that was that was sort of twenty minutes in. But the thing, Harry Kane does that every game. Within five minutes, he, a, a ball get booted up to him, and he'll go and give a defender a bit of a nudge and just let them know they're in for a horrible afternoon. And he did it this this weekend and. They just look petrified of him. It's, as a Spurs fan, like you said before, Jack, it, it, we have to not take this for granted. We're watching something ridiculous. We, we won't see it again in our lifetime. We just won't. Just, so just, we have to get into that space where we just appreciate every minute now. Let's look at the juxtaposition of this as well, right? We've got, and this isn't, again, particularly to, well, it kind of is, take anything away from Haaland. But this is somebody that is, you know, called... A generational player already, and probably rightly so. His his Champions League record is pretty obscene. The way he started his life in the Premier League is pretty obscene as well. And you, you would look at him now and think, okay, well, if Real Madrid want to buy him now, that's two hundred million pounds to buy him. But when you see him on the pitch yesterday, and you see Harry Kane yesterday, you even see Harry Kane at. Not this year, but the Etihad last season when he absolutely ran the show. And you just think, you know, as if, as if we're still in this place where we're having to qualify the fact that Harry Kane is very good. He is, he's one of the greatest, there's just that poetry as well of him becoming our record goal scorer the same day he joins the 200 club in the Premier League. Yeah. Only the third player to do that. There just, there can't be any doubt. There cannot be any doubt about what he's done because simply because he hasn't joined Manchester City and won a title with them that doesn't make him any better a player that he's just gone to join another team that sp spends far more money at that point on on winning titles and everything like that which is coming back to bite them at the moment but you know we, we don't need to go into that one it's just it's it's this fact and I, I you know I just it's just boring and I think it's it's one of those things that as we're sort of saying, Ben, we just have to bask in this now. We have to bask in the fact that we are we're witnessing history because there is there's every chance. And we did say this about Jimmy Greaves, so you have to be careful, but there's every chance that for the next hundred years, fifty years, 
nobody's going to break this record that because yeah. you'd imagine he's going to end on over 300 goals for Spurs. So it's... Well, yeah, Greaves this was 53, wasn't it? 53 years. And I think that's what I like about the the stat in general that it isn't. This is what I was going to ask him actually, Ben, and I I I didn't ask him this. Was like, yeah, the it, it, it sometimes football is a bit. It started in '92, isn't it? It's a bit the 200 Premier League goals and where there are players in, who in the history of the top tier have scored like have scored more than that. But what I like about the Spurs stat is that is that's in the entirety of football. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that is actual, <laughs> that is such history. Yeah, and yeah. I think, and I'm sure, you know, look at someone like Clive, who we did the commentary with, who's pre-Premier League era, but scored 49 goals in a single season for Spurs. It's like, these numbers are ridiculous and they, it's all relative, isn't it? At the time, that was the standard and that was level and da da da. So it's, it's just as valid. So I think that's what I like about the stat. Can I, can I quickly talk about the ha- Harlan, that, that Romero thing, quickly. Because I've seen a bit of like, oh, that put uh, a bit on Twitter, like about that, put the frighteners into Haaland and then he sort of disappeared. I don't really, I don't really believe that because Haaland gets smashed about, elbowed, da da da, and still scores. But I think it was a warning from Romero about dropping, dropping, trying to drop off. Because Guardiola was talking about how he wanted Haaland to evolve and become more like Kane. He was talking about this as well. And that seemed to be a bit of Haaland, I'm going to drop into the space and try and link play. And Romero went, no, like that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't even think about it. You try and do your normal thing. And no yeah, time. it was, it was <laughs> just like that's that's sort of that's what that spoke tackle said to me in a way about don't even think you can operate in this area of the pitch. I will come and get you and stop you, uh, even if it means sort of booting you, booting you into the sky. You know. Mate, I, I, Rob, I, 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 I know I'm, I'm the same as you. I've sort of watched this on social over the last last couple of days, just in terms of people's take on it. And I think people, I really think people overstate with Cuti Romero his discipline record. He's been sent off. He's been sent off twice for Spurs since he since he got here. And in terms of his actual bookings this season in the Prem, I think it's four or five. Like, it's not uh, b- that was sorry before the before the weekend. So I think yeah. he goes on. But I think I think since the World Cup, back, since the World Cup, he's come back with a bit extra fire, hasn't he? I mean, he could. Yeah, he well, could have got, he could got sent off against. Um, what was his first game back? Villa. Who did he? Sh- Villa was it Coutinho? Coutinho. <laughs> Coutinho off the pitch. And, and, then, <laughs> and then Arsenal. I mean, and then and then <laughs> I mean that was a yellow card. And then Arsenal. He um, he was absolutely floating with it. I felt this one's been coming actually. At, at the know, time, we've been bit, pushing the idea of game intelligence that he knew <laughs> that he knew Coutinho's off the pitch. He just wanted to shove him. Like, he just wanted to stick one. The, the, yeah. the, do you know the thing about all this is like, and I know this comes from like one of those like dodgy, toxic places because my rational brain is like. Come on, Cootie, you're such a good defender. Just try and kind of curb this a bit. You know, it's kind of the whatever it was Conte said about his heart and his head and the fire and all that type of thing. Have the fire in your head, not in your heart, or what something like that, he said. Yeah. Something sort of poetic to it. Hot heart. Yeah. Head. Basically just to calm down a bit. Yeah. And uh, and you <laughs> kind of like stop whacking that, people. But didn't that work, Jack? I felt like the the, the when Conte <laughs> said that last season. That did work. It like did for a bit, but now he's back, isn't he? It worked for a time. And you can tell Romero's just probably thought like, fuck that, you know, I'm, not, yeah. I'm going for it. And like, even though I have that groan about it, that like, oh, he's going to get sent off. Please don't, please don't. I can't help but just be a bit like, go on, you know, when you yeah. see him getting yeah. Harland. He's waited. Yeah. He Especially on Harland as well, you know, because he pushes people like, about, like he gets away yeah, with it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
And he ref and was he a nightmare, it, Winnie, by the way, at the weekend. Oh, ref had Western oh super, God. didn't he? Andy Manley, Mad Race. <laughs> wow. wow. Abysmal. Yeah. It was it's a, a stinker, honestly. For, and you sort of almost felt like he got a bit, the ref got caught up in the occasion a bit. That he sort of, because it was, cause after Kane scored, the atmosphere was electric. You could sort of see that he was almost trying to, not calm things down, but he was trying to sort of, like take I, the sting I, out of it I, I think I think what he was doing he's, he's not that experienced Andy Madley we were talking about this he's actually sort of been bumped up the order because there's been a few retirements like notable ones including Mike Dean I think he was trying to do that thing where it's a big game I'll let a few things go that are, uh, could be yellows but are marginal so he did that when uh, Rico Lewis should have got booked and maybe Grealish should have got booked oh, for stopping counterattacks. Yeah, yeah. So, so oh, yeah, well, that was just oversight. I don't know what that was, but ridiculous. I think he did that. And then Bentacore did a foul that was a nailed on yellow card. So he's like, OK, well, I have to give that one because that's a proper yellow. And everyone went, you haven't given the yellows yet. And then and then everything was a bit of a, a bit of a mess. Not that he was wrong to send off Romero. I mean, this little... Little argument about did you that. Mind that? G- Grealish yeah. bought it though. Grealish, like the ref completely yeah, bought it. Yeah, hundred percent. But it, 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 he yeah. Grealish. The only thing is, he did. It, it wasn't a dive per se. He was doing what we see basically Harry Kane do all the time. It's smart. You know, we don't yeah, like it yeah. when it happens to you, but <clears> it's it's just leaving that leg there. You know. See, I actually thought at the time I was really pleased that he did it. I was like, he's just going to have to take a hit for the team here. I didn't feel he because he, he sort of he went to get the ball. He's like, right, I've missed it. Now I've got to go right across him, sort of thing. And I was quite. I, I know it's not ideal. You don't want to go down to ten men against City, but at that point of the game, I was like, look, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna make a reducer like that and stop a, a counter attack from getting really dangerous, do it in the 87th minute yeah. when the team's just got to cling on for the stoppage time. I, I was kind of like, yes, he'll miss mix miss the next game but at the time I was like yeah probably the right decision like genuinely mm. I thought just stop you never know attack. he might not he might not get booked for that he's probably thinking I'm not sliding in I'm just stretching my leg out I might get away with this you know like you're, you're doing a bit of quick maths in your head but yeah sitting I think around the, the ref on there yeah. the only thing is that, that I do agree with that people talk about is that the more and more we have these conversations and the more and more it becomes a highlights package it probably plays into referees thinking as well. Oh, that's that Romero lad. He's dead. That's a really good point. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's that's the, 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 the like I said the, the joke. The joking in the moment exactly side. It, it, that that's the bit that does bother me. But what, one thing I wanted to to ask you to lads is that because you know we have sort of spoken about the fact that Harry Kane's kind of greatness isn't isn't qualified in the way that it maybe should be because what has he won and all that type of thing. It feels though right now, and it's felt this way since, let's be honest, the Pochettino era, that the club is really, more than I've ever known it, that it really is teetering on the verge of something massive. And Matt Doherty himself, he said that in his sort of, yeah, his goodbye to the club and everything, just saying that it was to that point. He was just like, just wait and see, like big things are going to happen for Spurs. And when I think about the kind of the Champions League quarter final against City, the North London derby last year and it, this game, this kind of moment with Harry Kane and everything, it does make you realise like how the ground, the fan base, the players, it just feels like everything now, we're getting everything into a place whereby we just we just have to take that step. We, it, like we just have to get that thing across. Like FA Cup this year would be great. Champions League this year would be even better. Premier League in our near future would be kind of the dream. Does it? 
because you you know you guys are on the inside of this Did, is is that the sort of the noises coming out from the club does it feel that everybody is kind of they are conscious of the fact that they haven't got it over the line yet but we we're so close to it we're so close to it well i was looking at like even the bench yesterday i i i, I wonder is that the strongest but I, ca I can't remember a stronger match day squad the spurs have sort of had and i know people wanted more players in the window well, some did, so you know, whatever. But I feel like the building of the squad has been has been pretty smart and steady, and positions are just incrementally being improved. Like I was looking at the bench, going, "That is way stronger than two years ago. That's way stronger than four years ago." Because he had like yeah, Charles. Wouldn't you even say it's, it's it's way stronger than maybe like two months ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there will be injuries. The you know, there will be injuries and everything, but. Yesterday was the f oh, sorry. I keep saying yesterday, but Sunday was the first time that I've seen a Spurs team that had Bentenko, Kulusevski, Romero in the team, and then had four or five options off the bench. You know, you yeah. felt as if there was the ability to do something with if things had kind of gone a little bit south and you needed to mix things up. Stellini wanted to mix things up. He could have done, and equally, we saw late on. Basuma come into the middle of midfield and Spurs go to a three in midfield. We haven't had that. We haven't had, like, we, need, we just need a little bit of luck. We just need people to stay fit for more than a, a couple of months and put a bit of a run together. That first, and and the first trophy right is massive, isn't it, as well? I mean, yeah, huge. You know. I, I think the FA Cup this year, I really, really think the FA Cup this year could be one that we've, I think we as a fan base need to really buy into the idea of Spurs winning the FA Cup this year. Because if if we get a good draw in the next round, suddenly you're in the, you're in the semi-finals. You know, I'm not writing off Sheffield United. I'm not writing off Wrexham. Well, but on paper we should beat them. Like, do you know what I mean? And and then you're just a, a good draw away from the semi-final. And if, if why should we be afraid of Man City? We we've got the edge on Man City. Pep Guardiola seems to just do something crazy any time he plays Spurs because he just has got this weird sort of like blind spot with us. I, I just think the FA Cup could be that thing that just is the first domino. And you never know. Look at the way AC Milan are playing at the moment. You get through that and get a good draw in the next round of the Champions League. Suddenly, uh, it's the thing that I thought about Chelsea when they won it. I don't know if you remember, when Chelsea won it against City, they were having a stinker of a season. They were having a really sort of ugly season. And then they just started getting through the games. And before you knew it, they were like, oh, we, can, we can win this. You know, why, why can't Spurs put themselves in that position, you know? I think it's. I think sometimes you can get drawn into, what you know, it, the Premier League table is feels like such a focus, and because it also affects next season and it feels like your future. So you're looking at it and going, Spurs are outside the top four at the minute. Oh, that means no Champions League next year. Da da da. And you can, you're, you're psychologically, you can go so far down the line that you ignore the fact that Spurs are in two cup competitions, one which appears winnable. And the other, you can dream to win, but Spurs have got to a final in recent years w when, when the team was not at its peak. Like this is, and I think maybe moments like Kane's goal at the weekend is a good one for like a bit of what you were saying, Jack, about like sort of drawing you into the present. Like there's two trophies out there for Spurs to win now. And um, I think the FA Cup excitement is going to build. I think like you can see that the way people are talking about the FA Cup amongst the fan base, that with the field opening up a little bit, you know, Chelsea and Liverpool are not that good this year, but but Arsenal being out as well, having the edge over City, um, that is an opportunity. Well. Newcastle, there's an opportunity. It's Chelsea funny, isn't it? Because I, I feel that 
the the focus because we hadn't made the Champions League for for, for so long really. The, a lot of the f- the focus was on that. We have to get that top four. We have to do it, and it's it's not. I I love being in the Champions League. It's to me it's the it's the best football going. But because we have kind of been there, done that for want of a better word, I think now suddenly that appetite is like, go on, let's 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 have the FA Cup again now. Come on, let like it, it's our trophy. It was our trophy always, and we've kind of lent it to them down the road for the past few years. So can we can we have it back now? Because it, it, it it's I don't know. I don't want to start talking about magic, <laughs> those cliches about the FA Cup, you know, but, <laughs> but it's, it, come yeah, on, that... you know, I was, the, the, you know, Rob, like Ben and I worked on this series, Year of the Underdog, a few years ago, going, going up and down the country, going to all these kind of, you know, small grassroots stadiums and stuff, and just seeing that kind of the impact that the cup has and, wasn't it funny, Ben? Like that one year, how we did it across from the seventh tier from Haybridge Swifts up to Wembley Stadium, and you just see the comp- not just the 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 stature of the club's great, just the competition and everything, the buzz across every single round, and it just made you think, like, God, this is this is something pretty unique, you know, the fact that in yeah, in theory, one of those seventh tier clubs like Haybridge Swifts could get to Wembley. You know that that yeah. that is possible. And I really want to. When you look at last year and you look at the time of the year that Spurs peaked, I really want to believe that this is going to happen again. That if we've just got the fitness levels right at the right time of the season, and we've got the squad depth right at the right time of the season, and you kind of get through this next six to eight week period intact and with momentum the, the business end like the business end is where it's going to be where it's obviously going to be won and lost but this window of time in the Premier League is always so crucial because they're just Champions League coming back there's so many games I mean I look at someone like Man United for example right so someone that people might say oh you need to worry about them in the the FA Cup and, and Rob and I were talking about this yesterday Man United have got to play Barcelona twice and I think they've got to play Liverpool and they've got to play the league final in the, the, the three-week window around their FA Cup tie with West Ham. At some point, they're going to they're gonna have to drop off in that window. They're not going to win absolutely everything. And I, I, I just think if we can get it right at the key moments this season, it just kind of, you sort of want to start, like Rob said, you want to start looking for signs, things like Harry Kane getting the record this season. Like We've got to start buying in to that idea that, this is our season so that it becomes a thing just in the same way that we're talking about Romero's yellow cards becoming a thing we've got to kind of like make it a thing like oh, okay maybe it's going to happen this year you know try work, like work for Argentina idea, you know 100% 100% um, Rob just a quick one before we move on what's his uh, what's his best goal for you Harry Kane's uh, I really liked the um the long-range one against Chelsea in the 5-3 where he holds off, is it Oscar? Oscar's so, like yeah. nibbling and nibbling and nibbling and nibbling and then he just holds him off and shoots from distance and um, I think he's spoken about how that game was, uh, he scored two, assisted one, won a penalty which he didn't even take, I think Andros Townsend took it. it that, that was a game I think where he realised his level, that he was... I, th- I think it's where everyone did, it seems to be where premium. everyone went from... Yeah. Oh, this is an academy kid having a decent, a hot streak. To oh, actually, he's a proper player. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think it was for him. To, I think he's. I think he said that when in his interview with Defoe on the website or something. 
And he said that game was, yeah, the same, the same for him. Yeah. How about you, Ben? Oh, do you know, I can't. I tried to do this the other day. Do you know, Dan did his list, Dan Kilpatrick did his list to the standard. And I, he scored so many different types of goal that it's like really hard to work out what you would put on that that pedestal as the as the best one because the the curling finish against Arsenal was so so good. But that was in a draw, you know, and it always feels to me like there's a little bit kind of there's a little bit of an asterisk on that one because of that. So maybe the header, you know, maybe the header like to to win it so late on that was the the best I've ever seen White Hart Lane as well it was just so special but I mean there's so many of these there? there's, it's, it's ridiculous the, the list of the, the choice that you've got to go off you know what about for you what's your one it's the Arsenal goal mate it, it, just the mask yeah. goal all of it the mask goal yeah. like, like you say because it's in that in that window in that tiny window I know it didn't work out that way but in that tiny window he just scored against Arsenal, put us top of the table, and we were on course to win the Premier League. And he scored the best goal I've ever seen live, ever. And I've, I've never, in my what, 20 plus years of going to White Hart Lane, men and boy, I've never, I've <laughs> never, ever seen it. I've never seen it explode like that, ever. It was surreal. Yeah, it, was a, it was surreal. The crack of the post. Yeah. Literally he exploded, feeling didn't he? By his standards, yeah. even he 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 lets rip, didn't even that one. And I loved it. He sent a shiver down my spine because I went to his um, you know that the thing in the London Museum, his his little oh yeah yeah his exhibition. It's yeah. the word I was looking for. His lit <laughs> his little exhibition. Look at me. <laughs> his, his, oh, just just a few World <laughs> Cup golden cup boots golden in boots. there. You know oh, yeah, his, his, nice little, his thing. little exhibition. <laughs> On my He's podcast, you know, <laughs> but, but there, the mask is just there, and I was just like, Oh, wanna, oh that's cool, yeah, that's a good one. I want to smash his cabinet and take it, you know, it's just... <laughs> wear it to work, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Imagine yeah. as soon as I finish a good edit, ripping the mask off, <laughs> hey lads, look, see, just <laughs> the power slide on your ass, yeah. third uh, degree burn. Yeah. Oh, that must, I always, you know, when, whenever I see players do celebrations like that, I think. That must hurt, mate. You're fooling yeah. nobody. Like that. That's painful. Why are you doing that? Oh, yeah. yeah. You imagine five minutes later, once you realise what you've done, you've like ruptured your spine, like diving on the ground like that. Did, you, you Solskjaer did, did his cruciates. Well. Did, yeah, didn't did. Solskjaer do his yeah, cruciates yeah. in that Champions League yeah. final? I think. Yeah. I mean, what a time to do it if you're going to do it, but still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Solskjaer has won it. What a goal. Um, anyway, forget about them. Right, lads. I've. Uh... <laughs> Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> I, asked, I asked for some questions because I thought, you know, it's a, it's a pretty momentous time and, you know... It, a lot of people i want to say because i asked for some questions first of all and this is this is kind of the main thing is a lot of people really appreciate you two what you do and i think the energy that you bring to the club and so like i said i did ask questions nigel fox please can we have more rob and clive cam videos for future games one thousand percent exactly no 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 no, no. Rob, do you know what uh, jack i've got no. to let you in on this two two little stories on this firstly on. as rob said he didn't know that he was on camera and when he found out that he was on camera you should have seen the look on his face Fuming. He was like honestly literally like someone siphoned <laughs> all of the blood out of his body and just went sheet white or even more pale yeah. panic yeah and was then, it was it the look uh, to the, the one producer that you know had probably put the camera there like mate you didn't tell me yeah, about that that kind of it was to will wasn't it i think it was to will yeah poor old will yeah you just heard i heard rob go will but you all know that moment in the professional setting don't you like that you know when you're out on a shoot bed and somebody starts asking the talent like a rogue question you give them like the look of like hey (laughs) stop that yeah (laughs) what's going on you know but the thing is i mean i objected i I, full truth i objected to it before the arsenal game i didn't want it but then everyone seemed jazzed by it but i think uh hopefully it's a uh, rather it was a one-off and that was sort of you know because what What's going to be better than Kane and all that? And what me going in, it's Spurs three, Bournemouth one. Like who? Spurs no one's winning the Champions League. Spurs, World, exactly. Oh, That's okay. Go on. Okay. Okay, fine. Well, we'll get me to Istanbul and we'll, we'll plug well, in, we a, tell we'll you plug in camera a camera. Again. That's probably for the best, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also we had, so Windy, you know, everyone knows Windy, the extra inch. Not mm. a question, just a thank you. Really appreciate the pair of you. He oh. is just the loveliest guy in the world, isn't he? Uh, it's, so it's always sweet, the quiet really. ones, mate. Don't fall for it. Don't fall <laughs> for it. It's always the quiet ones. <laughs> Jude, Jude Summerfield, not really a question, but never leave us, lads. So there you go. There you go. Okay. But done. People are so nice. They are, aren't they? To well, I, I filtered out. Nice. I filtered out all the nasty ones, Ben. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> sitting here with there a weren't any Scott nasty Jags, ones. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll get to that one. Sam Ty, um, everybody should know Sam Ty at S Ty Football, friend of the show, as always, been on a few times. Um, this is one for you, Rob. At the beginning mm. of the clip, after Rob calls the goal, he leans forward and maybe writes something down. He then carries on. What did you write dash mark dash do? Yeah, so uh, uh, um, that was, I just turned my headphones down. So like I, because I've I've only done a couple of games of Kive, the way my kit works is that he's on one dial, I'm on one dial and the crowd's on one dial. And then um, I obviously screamed, the crowd went absolutely bananas, like it was so loud because everyone knew the context, obviously. I give myself a bit of a fright. I turn it down and like have to just like, because it was just too loud. Like I would have done that. Did you ever see, do you ever watch The American Office? Did you ever <laughs> see the one where Will Ferrell hosts the Dundies? And he like <laughs> plugs in yeah. music and he shouts. Like you do that if everything's too loud, you shout. And I just wanted to make sure that I could hear myself properly. I turned the crowd down and just so I could make sure I didn't 
mess it up. So um, Jeez, and and I did, I did, and what down on the thing, I did see, I did have just two six seven like written down, because heaven forbid I got the number wrong. Oh no, you know, you knew the number. You don't need to think about it, but. You know, just that two, six, seven, two, you know, that like, I did have that in like big. Oh my God, Rob, I'm in front so of me pleased anyway. that you, I'm so pleased that you said that because for the post-match show, as Harry was walking over to us, I just looked down at my Do blanket notes whatever, again like one more time, just to be, just because I was just like two, six, seven, two, six, seven, two, six, seven. And I looked down at my notes was like, yeah, two, six, seven. But it, you, you know it a million yeah, times. Just... It's just that in that, because it's such a key moment in the club's history. I said this to Rob on the, on the show the other day. I was like, that commentary will live with us forever. Any bit of archive that we ever use in in a hundred years from now, when someone finally breaks his record, it will be Rob's voice along it, with Clive one season wonder on to it. one in a million. It's just yeah. like, it's iconic already. I actually messed that up. I messed that up actually. Liar, I was, get out of it. It's perfect. No, because I I remember as it was, I was trying to like formulate something, and I've done a bit of one season patter before on on his goals. I was like thinking, oh, that's probably overkill. But it was. I, was, I remember thinking. As I was saying, it one of a kind and then one of a million, but it, whatever, it's fine, isn't it? It's oh, fine. it's brilliant, mate! It's brilliant. Yeah. Don't, 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 just don't, don't do it to yourself. You know, it's good. It's <laughs> I fine. Know. It's brilliant. I know. You know? Yeah. yeah, it'll do. Paul King asks, which of the players are you on first name terms with? And that's to both of you. So. you oh, none. Of, I'm not. Oh, none of them really for me. It's, it's Ben. Ben's the buddy. Ben's the buddy boy of all the. Nah, I'm really not. Milesy, <laughs> isn't he? Milesy, actually, it's Milesy, really. Oh God, Milesy. Milesy's yeah, actually just their mate. I mean, it, they love Milesy, and people will come back. Like ex players will come back, and as soon as they catch a glimpse of Milesy, they light up. Yes, so happy. Uncle Milesy. He is like that, mate. He is like that. Yeah. I've got a great story for you about this. Gareth Bale. When he came back, Milesy was one of the first people that he saw and he literally, like, he, it was like a, a day hadn't gone by. He was absolutely buzzed to see him and I think that secretly, like, really touched Milesy. He's, he's a like, man of few words, sort of off away from N17. Like, he's very kind of perfectly just so friendly and lovely, but he's not someone that would be shouting his mouth off sort of thing. But I think that really, really touched him that Gareth came back and obviously recognised him but just was really happy to see him straight away That's um, the, the, the other one I'd say that and I always try and sort of I, I could spend hours talking up Sonny but um, sometimes oh, yeah, we'll yeah, do, yeah. Sonny, do little yeah. pre-records before the, the show starts and we were doing one the other week and the team came out to sort of just go for their little wander around the pitch and the whole team walked out the tunnel as we were recording the, the little pre-record message and then Sonny waited until we'd finished recording so he could come over and say hello and just sort of just check in. And be like, just, like, no, he's as nice, he's like as, nice as everyone says, isn't it? I mean, him and I, him and I, I, yeah. I can't, yeah. yeah, you can't stress it enough. Like and how, our uh, our mutual friend Tommy, he always said to me, he was just like, you cannot understand until you're really it's in ridiculous. his presence. He, he said to him, he's like, he's like an antidepressant, he's like uh, an Literally. angel. He's, that is su such a good way of putting just it. The, he's just he, the... He lifts up every single room and every single person he's around. And you can see all the new players straight away. Porro, Danjima, all that. They're all gathered around Sonny, Richarlison. Everyone gathers around Everyone's him. Everyone's his best mate uh, instantly, aren't they? Like a new signing turns up and all the photos of Sonny next to whoever. Imagine, he does draw them in. Imagine he having draws that them in. effect on people. 
Like, do, you think, do you think I have that effect on people? I was just say, Jack. You've worked with me, Ben. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you've seen me uh, at seven o'clock in the morning. And does Jack <laughs> Does Jack glow? In yodel. Does he glow every day? <laughs> do you know yeah. what? Is, is it, is it, where the, the best time to catch Jack is that after uh, we've just finished a long shoot day, we've got to do a three-hour train ride home of us both just skulking around an M&S looking for something to eat. <laughs> like that, was, that was us at our best. It was, especially when we were both doing the keto diet, weren't we? So we're looking oh, around mate. like, the most packs of pastrami and stuff. And <laughs> oh, like, God. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Nick Smith asks for Rob, what's the commentary line that you're most proud of? Uh, I don't know. Probably probably that on Sunday now. I didn't come away from the game thinking I was... It was uh, When I did it, it was particularly... Um, I, d- I couldn't... D- particularly amaz- amazing, but I prob- probably is that now, having watched it back. I probably... I also did um, Lucas Moore Legend... Uh, Lucas Moore Tottenham Hotspur legend when he scored, and I remember coming off air and feeling a bit sick and like oh, I've got, it's overkill. I've like gone way too big there, but actually that worked. It did work. Lucas Moore Tottenham Hotspur legend because it was sort of like someone can become a legend in a half of football, and he sort of did. Rob, in a way. can I give you another uh, one? Yeah, your your Stevie Bergwijn one was yeah, unbelievably yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, again, again, I came off air worried about that because I thought uh, I basically blacked out. I think I spoke to you about this, Jack. I think on the last time <laughs> I was on, I basically sort of blacked out, and then uh, I came through to the gallery, and they were all laughing at me, and I was like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" And then they they played it, and I was like, "That makes no sense," but uh, it did sort of work, and uh, people, yeah, people like that one too. That was lovely. Yeah, it's sort of been a similar reaction, I suppose, to this one to the. The Flying Dutchman shebang, yeah. So we've had uh, Ricky at Ricky TFC. Ricky from the Fighting Cock has asked for Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Supporting and working for Tottenham, how does it affect your mental health? How do you find separation? Do bad results dash bad form affect your job in any way? Also, how many mini scotch eggs can you pop up your bum? (laughs) 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 We'll, 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 Uh. we'll, We'll do the first bit. First, that, that's a good place to start. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what was it? What was the first question? Like, how do you find doing the? But just the, where do you get the separation, mate? You know, because you, you know, yeah, Spurs fan like, working at really Spurs. Hard. Yeah. You it's, do, it's you a do, lot of people's you do, escape. You do right? struggle, Ben, don't you? I mean, I, 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 I see I it firsthand. I mean, I take it pretty tough. Yeah, because I'm, I, 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 I don't. When we're at home, you want so badly for it to go well. And it adds on this other edge because you know that with every big win or with every good win, our our fan base is like any other football fan base. But I think we can all be aware of the fact that we have a tendency to go quite big one way or the other. When things are bad, for some reason, they're a disaster with us. And then when things are good, like (laughs) all is right with the world. Um, Maybe that's just every football team. But you just want so much for us to win. And I wanted us to win when I was just a fan or a fan as I am now. But now I'm like every match day, every home game, I'm just sitting there. My like, body's tense for the entire 90 minutes. Like the other day was just when, when we got down to the seeing five minutes of stoppage time come up. I just I couldn't I almost couldn't watch it. So I do have a really really hard time sort of separating it. And w- on days after we lose, one of the best things I can sort of crawl up your ass a bit here, Jack. One of the best things <laughs> on the days after we lose, I feel like I listen to your pod for therapy, 
I like, listen to it on the way home and I'm like, by the time I get home, like all's right with the world again, which is nice. But I find it, yeah, I find it really, really tough. Uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's so, uh, it's funny coming down, like going to bed, how are you? You know, like pitch side off to the game. Say like after a home loss to Villa or something. And, and then, it, but Ben is such a pro. And we are, we're not like happy clappy on that show, are we, Ben? Like if, if the team loses really and things have been bad, yeah. we don't we don't do this like try and put a massive positive swing on anything. We just sort of analyse it as best we can. And it, but recently I did see Ben like re jig the phrasing of something he was gonna say in <laughs> real time. Funny. I could see the clocks like the cogs turning in his brain <laughs> and just going, How I was like looking at Ben going, How are you gonna word what you're about to was say? That, Rob, was that after we lost to Villa? I think it was Villa, yeah. Yeah, I it was like in real time. I just saw game. you g sort of you were cocking your head to one side <laughs> as you were talking about it. You, you did it. You did it. But we we, we don't yeah. want to. I think that's sometimes why like the stuff's well received on the club channel. Like we don't just do this. Like I know they lost, but wasn't this great? And wasn't this great? Like we never, we've never done that really. And um, and if and if possible. you want and if you want somewhere to wallow, there are there are podcasts for that, aren't there? Like like yeah. No offense, yours. <laughs> yeah, and, and also which is which is therapeutic. Honesty. Which is therapeutic, you know. Um, uh, yeah. In in the interest of honesty, I'm going to go with five. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to Tesco then, mate? Well, after the question was asked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charlie Parrish asks of the hometown glory podcast as well. Um, for Rob, so there's, there's a question for both of you here. For Rob, which is there an iconic Spurs moment that you wish you could have commentated on? And for Ben, and I like this one as well, which Spurs player do you think would be the best value to go for a curry with? Uh, I, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't at the club for the uh, final game of Wild Lane. I mean, that would have been obviously. There's, you know, if you want to go back, well, Gaza's free kick and UEFA Cup finals and all that jazz. But sort of, a, you know, that final game of Wild Lane, I watched that back and go, wow. That looks, that looks unbelievable. You know, from ceremony, you know, with with all the figures from the club and everything, probably, probably that, I think. Curry-wise, Paul Robinson. <laughs> Curry-wise. He, he's been catching Curry a lot of strays was. this week. You know that. What did you say? He's been. He's been catching a few strays this week. Who, Paul ha Robo. who has? Who Yeah, has Robert. He? he was he. What did he? He was do? a bit naughty on Twitter. He said uh, oh. he 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 just made a joke about Harry Kane not winning any trophies. He did a you know something I can't remember what it was. He phrased something a bit kind of, and people and most a lot of Spurs fans were like, "Come on, Robbo, mate, you're a bit better than that," you know. Which oh, that's such a shame. Maybe he said it wrong or something, it but yeah, it I was don't a want bit... to take it back as well because when he can't like whenever he's coming to do N17 with us, he just sledges people. Right, let me for, find it for let like me find an it. hour. Maybe that's what he was doing. Maybe he was just doing it in a in a fun way, and people have just taken it the wrong way on Twitter. So you know? I've done sort of bits with him around. Um, he has like these League Cup. When we won the League Cup, they get the occasionally they get the, the old band back together, oh, and he yeah, just yeah. pops off shots at people, and it's hilarious. Like, it's hilarious. <laughs> he, he said, "Great." His his tweet was verbatim: "Great result for Spurs and an incredible achievement for Harry Kane." To score so many goals in a team that's never won a trophy is outstanding. So, well, yeah. well, if it, if, it, if it was someone who's a yeah, it's, who it, takes the mick all the time, then mm. if it it could just be 
I don't know. It could just be clumsy. Like it's sincerely. I, 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 do, like, I also. I I'm going to say. I think people are being a little bit overly sensitive. That he's he's talking <laughs> about how how good Harry Kane is. You know, he's. I think he's making yeah. the point that Kane has achieved this whilst not playing for Manchester City. I think that's the point he's ultimately making. And have I missed any glaring ones? Just in terms of the curry. Well, we've we spoken about Sonny, haven't we already? So we know he's yeah. All right, Son's a good guy. We get that. We know that bit. Um, Clive, I tell you what, Clive's good. Very good for a yarn. Oh, t- my you God. know, just uh, oh, he's like a stories unbelievable. Jack, you need to get him on uh, here. Uh, do you know what? We'll put Rob and I put in a word. Would you have him on if we if we send him I, over? I, I think I think I could make an allowance for that, mate. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, I, you know, be, you know, right. I'd, I'd, yeah. uh, we'll do it over a curry. Yeah, that could be quite. That could yeah, be some yeah. Patreon. I'll set up a Patreon just for that, mate. You know, <laughs> put it behind the paywall. <laughs> Instead yeah. of buying me a coffee, buy me a boona. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 Another question, um, Tom Tom Foynes, friend of the show as well. Um, lads, are you part of any of the new players' inductions at a club? Do they clarify with you things like pronouncing their names or is all of that stuff done through assistants and staff? I guess, you know, are new players given the full tour? Are they introduced to, to yourselves and everything like that? Well, but would it be fair to say, Ben, we're actually like sort of relatively detached from the club in a way because we're both... We're not yeah. full-time employees, and um, we both just come in for the games. And I know Ben, you do extra, you do extra bits, but that's sort of our relationship with it. In terms of things like pronunciations, the Premier League provide audio files of every player saying their name, or from the media days. And I think when a new player yeah. comes in, they just because you, you want to get those, uh, you know, especially for the club, you want to get those spot on. So um, yeah, that yeah, really so is an that. experience as well. Those days. They're they're uh, they're they're mad, aren't they? Have you ever been to one, Jack? No, no. They are really fascinating. The kind of um, the the sort of Premier League days where they've got to provide things for the rights holders. They literally go and set up almost kind of like the NFL style. Everyone walk around and go. Is it like that England day we did? Exactly like that. Yeah. Exactly. Different stations and uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, which is is where you see all these BT Sport goal gift things they do. So ah, you'll okay. just you'll just be walking past. I don't know. Harry Kane just shouting, "Come on!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> those things, in a those row. things are a bit cringe. <laughs> some of them, if you've seen them, some of them this season are just. Oof. Yeah, S- side note on that one, talking about that England one, Ben. I, t- I, I, I've never been able to to forget how much just like a geezer and a good bloke Ashley Young was. Like oh it was it's the only time I'd ever met him and sort of spoken to him or been in his presence. And he was just like, I remember all these people sort of saying to him, how did it feel to be going to the World Cup? And he was like, well, you know what, mate? I'm 35. I didn't even think I'd still be playing. And now I'm going to the World Cup. It's all right, isn't it? And you can <laughs> tell there's all these journalists time. hoping for like a, a real line. And he's just like, yeah, whatever, you know. Just like, yeah, he, he was... was that's brilliant. Yeah, he, he was... so good. Good bloke. And then we, we spoke to Harry on that day. Do you remember? We like we went up yes. to... This was honestly, I sort of make a rule never to sort of do this. But I think we just had to make an exception. We sort of were like... Harry, you got five minutes for us, and then we were swiftly marched on because the hour had passed within which you were allowed to do interviews. And, and, and Jamie oh. Vardy shouted, "Leave him alone, lads!" Didn't he? You remember he shouted something <laughs> across he? to us? Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, piss off! Why don't you piss off? You won the <laughs> Premier League. You ruined that for us. Piss off! Right. <laughs> and then, and then we were like, well, should, "Should we just have a picture together?" Because we're both Spurs fans. He was like, "Yeah, all right." 
So we've just got this really lovely picture of the three of us just all, all standing together That's in the interview. But that was like, that was just more than enough for me that day. It was, it was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. It was good. And Stuart Pierce just, nah, not talking to you. <laughs> we wanted to have a chat to him. <laughs> yeah. We were like, fair enough. That's yeah. about as Stuart Pierce as I'd imagine him to be. So yeah. fair play. Do you remember what he said? We, 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 we said to him, we were like, look, Stuart, you're away for a long time with, with these England camps. Like, do you sort of have a worry about the players, like how they're going to keep themselves entertained? Like, what did you do? He's like, well, I have my personality. And then just walked off. Yeah. <laughs> what an answer. <laughs> what an answer. <laughs> so brutal. Just that walked is, off shot. That is We're still recording. <laughs> just, Amazing. He disappeared off into the sunset with his personality. Just just a quick one to close, lads, because I don't want to, I'm conscious of taking up any more of your time, but it's, it's a really nice question from Molly Chiba. She says, uh, sorry, sorry if I'm asking a question that's of a very different perspective to many other people, but with your current work, um, if you were to pass on a kind of legacy to younger people in the coming decades, what advice would you give to them? Oh, dear Lord. Ben, do you have one? Yeah, it's a, a nice question. One for me. Make sure at the end of the day, when you finish like a long day where it's absolutely sort of like battered you, whatever it is that you're doing, make sure that you finish the day and you sit down and go, I can't wait to do it all over again. Um, because if it if if it your job runs you into the ground where you're kind of like almost don't have time to come up for air, it's got to be something you enjoy doing. Because if it isn't, it's not worth it. If it is, then it doesn't matter how much you get paid to do it. It will still be the the best thing that you do. Yeah, if, I mean, even in this industry, you end up you know moaning about things. I mean, Ben can have a good moan about stuff at the best of times. Yeah, off to Spurs lose to Villa, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, um, you know, you are eternally grateful. And I think as long as you absolutely love it, I think it's abundantly apparent how much I like football, um, certainly after Sunday, then um, it'll be all right, probably. It'll probably be all right. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 